Episode 11. Should you use Duolingo to learn English? Hello, how was your week? How are you doing? It's a beautiful sunny day here in Sao Paulo. I hope the weather is also nice wherever you are in the world listening to this. Today, I want to talk about Duolingo. I'm sure that many of you have used Duolingo before, or at least have heard about it. But in case you haven't, Duolingo is the most popular language learning app in the world, with over 500 million users. Yes, that's right, there are half a billion people registered on this app, and approximately 50 million of them are using it to learn a language every month. If you have a look on YouTube, or the internet in general, you will find lots of reviews from language learners and professionals giving their opinion about Duolingo. And many of the reviews that I have seen are typically quite negative and critical about the way Duolingo teaches languages. But is it really that bad? Or do people just love to criticize anything that becomes extremely popular and successful? Why do so many experienced language learners and polyglots advise us to avoid it? And why do people create videos titled, Why I Hate Duolingo, Duolingo Sucks, and Duolingo is the devil. Okay, this last one was more of a joke video, but I'll still leave a link to it in the references in case you want to watch it. It's from a YouTube channel called Lang Focus, which has more than 1 million subscribers and is really interesting if you like languages. In this episode, I want to share my own experience of using Duolingo and my opinion about whether you should use this app. My answer might surprise you. But before we begin, let me just remind you that there is a free transcript available for this episode that you can read while you listen. Just visit my website at schoolofduda.com. Thank you to the 37 students who have already signed up to use the transcripts. I have now published 10 episodes of the podcast. This is the 11th. And according to the statistics, we recently passed the milestone of 1,000 downloads, which is quite cool to know that the podcast has been listened to over a thousand times. Thank you to everyone who's been listening, and especially to those who have sent me a message or left me a review. I appreciate reading your comments. So where to begin with Duolingo? As I already mentioned, it's an incredibly popular app that gives you the possibility to learn more than 40 different languages. The most popular language to learn is English, followed by Spanish, French, German, and Japanese. You can also learn languages like Latin, which is a dead language, and Esperanto, which is a universal language that was invented or constructed mainly from a mixture of different European languages. You can even learn fictional languages like Klingon from Star Trek and High Valerian from the TV series Game of Thrones. One other nice thing about Duolingo is that it is helping to preserve endangered languages by offering courses to learn Hawaiian and the Native American language Navajo. It is getting more people interested in these vulnerable languages and hopefully increasing the chances that they won't end up disappearing. The Duolingo app was actually launched over a decade ago, but it was not until a few years ago that I tried using it for the first time. For some reason, I was never interested in trying it before. Often, my students would ask if I recommended it, 
And I'd reply honestly, saying, I have no idea what it's like. So when I decided to learn Spanish, I thought it would be a good opportunity to test out Duolingo at the same time. I started from zero, and it took me a little more than a year to complete the entire Spanish course. In the beginning, I used the free version of the app, which I thought was fine. You do have to watch a 10-second advert after you complete each lesson, but I liked the concept behind the free model. Duolingo proudly states that anyone in the world can learn languages with their app for free, and I think this is a good thing. I believe, ultimately, that education is the only way to create a better world, so any attempt to enable more people around the world to educate themselves must be a good thing, even if they are making lots of money from selling advertisements. That said, after a while, the adverts got a little bit too annoying. It only takes a quick calculation in your head to realize that every 10-second advert eventually will add up to hours of your time. So in the end, I decided to pay for the premium version, which for an annual plan is about 60 US dollars. Is this expensive or cheap? Obviously, that depends on personal situation. I had never spent that much money on an app before, but if you do use the app every day, then it is only costing you about 16 cents per day. For me, this seemed like a price worth paying to avoid the adverts. Why is Duolingo so successful? One of the things the app does very well is gamification. They have turned language learning into a game, and just like all good video games, it can become addictive. At every moment, it is showing you your progress in a very clear and visual way. You can see how many questions you need to answer in order to complete the lesson. You can see how many more lessons you need to do to reach the next level and how many levels to complete the course. It is a very simple but incredibly effective idea. Regardless of if you're actually learning anything, you feel a sense of satisfaction each time you complete a lesson and progress to the next level. It didn't take long for me to get hooked. If you're hooked on something, it means you're addicted. Duolingo has a mascot, a little green owl called Duo who is there to congratulate you and encourage you to do a new lesson every day. He even sends you a message saying he is feeling sad if you miss a day. Personally, I don't like to be emotionally blackmailed by a tiny digital cartoon owl, but there is something especially addictive about the challenge of keeping your daily streak. For each day that you successfully complete a lesson, your daily streak increases but if you miss one day, then you have to start over again from zero. It is a little embarrassing to admit this, but at one point, my daily streak was more than 100 days. On several occasions, I found myself doing a Duolingo lesson at five minutes to midnight, instead of being in bed, getting some much needed sleep. All because I didn't want to lose my daily streak. Why, I have no idea. It's not like anyone else would ever see or care about it at all. But that is the power of gamification. So, we know it is the most popular and addictive language learning app, but is it actually effective? As I mentioned at the beginning, many of the people that I consider to be language experts don't think so. Most actually recommend avoiding it, 
Or if you really want to use it, then they advise that it should account for no more than a maximum of five or 10% of your total learning time. One common criticism of Duolingo is that it isn't very good at explaining grammar, which is true. But personally, I don't think we should focus too much on grammar anyway, especially in the beginning. So it's not really a big problem. Another criticism is that if you make a mistake, it doesn't explain why you've made a mistake. But perhaps with advances in artificial intelligence, this will be possible in the future. Another one is that they sometimes use random sentences like, we don't sell aeroplanes to elephants. Probably not a sentence that you would use in real life, but I don't really see the problem of using fictional sentences when learning a language. After all, fiction is also an important part of life. What is a problem is the lack of context. Often you'll be asked to answer a question based on reading one short sentence. One sentence gives you very little context. It is context poor. Normally, when we're learning a language, we want to expose ourselves to as much context as possible. We should find content that is rich in context. It is difficult to understand and learn the meaning of a single isolated word. When a word is part of a sentence, it is better, but not by much. But when that sentence is part of a larger paragraph, which in turn is part of a much larger text or conversation, then it becomes much more natural and productive to absorb and acquire the meaning of those words. When we understand who is talking and why, where they are, what time of the day is it, what is the relationship between these people, and what is their intention, all of this adds context and makes for a memorable and meaningful learning experience. This is a view shared by Luca Lampariello, the Italian polyglot that I talked about in the last episode, who speaks 14 languages. He is one of the most experienced and successful language learners alive today. And perhaps unsurprisingly, he is not really a fan of Duolingo. To be fair, I saw an interview with him recently where he did say that he understood why Duolingo would be useful to get beginners engaged. But he believes that fundamentally, language learning happens first subconsciously, and it is essential to engage with content that is interesting and context-rich. For example, listening to people talking in a podcast, real people having real conversations, and discussing things that excite you and captivate your interest. This is the most effective way to learn. Most of the examples on Duolingo are simplistic, superficial, and meaningless which ultimately makes them boring and eventually you lose interest. In my experience, this was okay when I was at a beginner level of Spanish because my brain had to work hard just to process and learn even basic vocabulary. So the experience is still stimulating and fun enough. But once I reached an intermediate level, then Duolingo definitely became boring and repetitive. It is similar to using flashcards to learn vocabulary. Many people like to use flashcards to memorize new vocabulary, and it has been demonstrated to be effective. I know very experienced language learners who use flashcards every day, and I respect that. However, personally, I never use flashcards. 
The idea of spending 30 minutes or even five minutes looking at flashcards when I could be spending this time reading a book and acquiring vocabulary naturally makes no sense to me. Even if you could prove to me that learning vocabulary with flashcards was 50% more effective than reading, I still wouldn't do it because I find it really boring. And for me, learning languages should always be a pleasure and not a chore. Again, if you love flashcards, then that's wonderful, and I get that. It's just not my cup of tea. That is to say, it is not something I really enjoy or find interesting. And this is how I felt when using Duolingo. In the beginning, I did like it and found it productive, but at some point, it became tedious, dull, and uninteresting. And I knew that it was really not the best use of my time. However, I wanted to complete the Spanish course to fully test it, so I forced myself to continue to the end. The question is, would I recommend you to use Duolingo to learn English or any other language? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably already have an intermediate level of English. So in this case, I would say that there are better ways for you to develop your English, like studying the transcript of this podcast for one. However, if you are looking to learn a new language from zero, then I think there is nothing wrong with using Duolingo as a place to begin. But it should just be one tool of many, and your main focus should be on doing lots of comprehensible input, mainly listening to the language. If you're already an experienced language learner, then it is unlikely that you'll want to use Duolingo because you have already discovered and developed other more effective and interesting ways to learn a language. Who Duolingo is perfect for is absolute beginners who have never learned a foreign language before and have no idea where to begin. This is why it has become the most popular and successful language app. When faced with learning your first foreign language, it can often seem like an almost impossible task. What Duolingo does really well is break the challenge down into really easy and manageable steps. I wouldn't say it spoon-feeds the language to you because that would mean that it teaches in a way that you don't have to make any effort. You do have to make some effort, but Duolingo certainly chews up the language for you to make it very easy to digest. It makes you feel like you're progressing, which helps to keep you motivated even if the results in the real world do not really reflect your progress on the app. I will say, though, that Duolingo is also good for anyone who finds themselves in the same situation as me. Another reason I persisted using Duolingo for so long was because, at the time, my daughter was three years old, and about every 30 seconds she would interrupt me, demanding my attention. If you have small children at home, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is practically impossible to read a book with a small child around. Duolingo, on the other hand, is possible. Each question you answer typically takes about 10 seconds. So even if my daughter is interrupting me all the time, it doesn't matter. I can simply stop, give her the attention she needs, and then continue with the next question. When I tried to read a book, I found that I was having to reread the same page five times because I was interrupted so often. So, if you're a parent who wants to enjoy your morning coffee while learning a language, but you have a hyperactive three-year-old, 
child running around distracting you, then I 100% recommend Duolingo for this reason alone. And while we're talking about kids, there is something else I want to mention. After a couple of years without Duolingo, I recently started using it again, but this time not for me. I created an account for my daughter, who is now seven years old. At home, she speaks English and Portuguese, but I've been trying to teach her to read and write, which admittedly has not been very successful. Every day when I try to get her to do some reading or writing with me, she simply refuses. She is very stubborn, and as it's difficult to read books, her reaction is to avoid it. But since I introduced her to Duolingo, we've been doing a lesson together every day, and now she doesn't want to lose her 19-day streak. The gamification works perfectly on her, as she gets very excited each time she completes a lesson, and she is rewarded with another five virtual crystals. And as her attention span only lasts 10 minutes, one lesson a day is ideal. Obviously, I don't plan to only use Duolingo to teach my daughter how to read and write. Hopefully, soon she'll want to spend more time reading books and writing with a pencil and paper. But Duolingo is great at the moment to get her engaged. Learning to read and write is a huge challenge and can be very frustrating. But Duolingo is helping to make the process more manageable and fun for her. Okay, this is the end of the episode. This is all the time I have to talk about Duolingo today, but I would love to know what you think about this app. Have you used it before? Do you love it or do you hate it? Do you think it is a useful language learning tool or a complete waste of time? Why not answer me by leaving a comment on my website under the podcast episode or on Instagram? Also, in case you're not on my mailing list, I would like to announce that I have launched a new monthly subscription plan for School of Duda that not only includes access to all of my online English courses, but also a group conversation class for you to practice your speaking skills. I'm currently looking for 25 new students who want to take advantage of a 25% discount for being the first to subscribe. If this sounds interesting to you, then I'll leave a link for where you can find out more. If you do want to be one of the 25 students who will get the 25% discount every month, then just use the code FIRST25 when you subscribe. It is great value for money. For the same price you would pay for a glass of wine or a lunch at a cafe, you'll experience a new English course every month and speak with a native teacher as well as to get to meet other students from around the world. So please check this out if you're looking for an effective and enjoyable way to develop your fluency. Finally, please don't forget that you can support this podcast by sharing it with a friend. Also, you can leave me a review on whichever platform you like to use. Okay, thank you once again for listening, and I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Until next time. <laughs>